It's the Real Kipper at Noon show, April 16th. We are live streaming here. Thanks for joining us. Our thumbnail today is limping to the finish line. And that's what we're trying to do. And I don't know, are we limping to the finish line this week with Doug McClain gone Wednesday? My understanding was that uh, he and his lovely bride went on a three-day binge. I hope it was worth it. I'm not sure what kind of shape he is in today. He tells me it was a good one. Maybe somebody should Google right now uh, how to recover off a three-day binge. Mac, you got your water there. Do we need to add lemon, cucumbers, watermelon? Look, it was a it was a rest and relaxation type of uh, vacation. You know, we did the glass bottom boat over the coral reef. We did a little kayaking, a little beachside action, some nice meals at night. But I have to tell you, the motorhome, the RV worked perfect. We pull into this great campsite in Key Largo, $50 a night for the for the campsite. But as a Florida resident, I get 50% off, so it's $25 a night, $74 for the three nights. So, you know, keep your money this week. I don't need any pay. Did uh did you and Jill sit around trying to figure out what to do with the the twenty five dollars that you saved? Did you guys <laughs> figure it out? Well, when you're in, you know, when your income has dropped significantly, you know, you're in a little different, you know, your cash flow is different. So you, it's always nice in retirement to save, you know. Well, nice of you to think of me as you put your feet up at the beach. I really appreciated <laughs> that. And then there's the Instagram picture of you and Jill. Why why does Instagram get more Jill than we do on Real Kipper at noon? When do we get Jill into the show? Because it's for the kids. It's for Clark and Mackenzie up north, you know, to be able to see their mother, you know. So um, she is one of the most influential, as somebody tweeted, Jill is one of the most influential sports media personalities in Canada right now. Without a doubt. Yeah. In and other I words, think- when she says... Get the hell off the air and wrap this show up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, we we had record numbers on our trade deadline show. I, I think the only way that we can wind up that is if we have Jill uh, on the show as well. So, oh, I know. And Mac, we are we are thankful for our, our followers and our and our watchers. Uh, we are closing in on ten thousand subscribers <laughs> to our show, com- and I'm I'm really hoping that that happens. Uh, today and if you're out there and you're not subscribing yet to real kipper hit the button and we'll give you uh all access to us uh joe and jordan have done a terrific job of uh of building this show and it's nice to see uh, the reward of uh, the people mac uh, it was, it's been a good week we aren't limping in you know it, look i'm telling you the, the trade deadline show blew me away the uh the action on it and response from it so no it was fun i mean people are enjoying it and you know it's nice you get you know you bring shanny in uh, adds a little spice to the show millard brings a little spice to the show you bring in brian lawton for his insight i mean i think it's i think it's i think it's really important i was saying this to jill this morning if these guys can come on and do decent numbers Maybe I'll only have to do two days a week. (laughs) 
No, you know why? Because everybody that's watching right now is is they've gotten used to your crustiness. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, and then and that's the opposite of what I am is crusty. That that's what catches me yeah. off guard. But but you know, it's like somebody said. Maybe my sister said to me because we met her down in the key. She said. Do you have to yell at me every time I turn on your podcast? She said, you don't have to yell. Just talk. So I'm trying to be a calmer uh, Mac today, you know? Just just explain to her, we get really excited talking hockey. Well, especially when we bring up the Leafs power play. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay, we'll get into that, <laughs> Mac, and, and, and a lot more here. But just to kind of c- cover off our, our thumbnail today, uh, Huge news out of Vancouver in terms of JT Miller making comments that suggested that uh, this isn't a good time to come back right now. Uh, the layoff, the, the the longest that we've ever seen. We know other teams have battled like New Jersey, like the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, but this one, uh, no question, the Vancouver Canucks hit the hardest with COVID, uh, with the, the variant. And... JT Miller had spoken, and the league and the Players Association listened. Officially, uh, their Friday game tonight canceled. And although we haven't had word here just after noon officially, Saturday night's game will will get canceled too. You just don't you don't cancel so, a Friday to play 24 hours later. So, so they, they are going to get the weekend. Okay, but explain to me how this decision would ever and look i understand the urgency to get the games in and to get the schedule done but who in their right mind would tell a hockey team who've been off for three weeks that you're going to have one practice and a morning skate and you're going to play a back-to-back like who 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 would ever make that decision like where were their heads and and the fact that a player has to stand come out and embarrass basically the league that, hey, w- w- this is crazy. W- where's the general manager letting that even happen or the coaches letting that even happen or the league people who are heavily hockey people letting that ha- even even have a chance to fly? It made no sense. Well, according, again, you are always in a situation to change things, as we mm-hmm. just found out. Right. But- there, there is a, a framework, Mac. There is a, these conversations have gone on in the past and it was, it was decided that if, if anybody needed time off, we were going to build in, you know, buffers in the schedule to push it back, push it back. They have, I don't think that they can squeeze anything else out of May 16th as the final day, but this is, these these were discussions you had prior to this. And of course, you know, the, the, uh, the tone was, well, everybody else played by those rules, even though your, your days are longer than others, everybody got a practice or two in, and then they started playing right away. But this is now three the, weeks, Nick, this is three I, weeks. I know Mac, I know. And I'm, I, I don't want them to play either. I don't want to play hurt. I don't want them to play with doubt in their minds. You can continue to get hurt physically in that capacity, but the, the, these things were discussed prior. Here's what I would like. Do you, do you really, really think the players want to come back and play? They're out of the playoff well, what are the race. Vancouver? For, 
the what are the Vancouver Canucks coming back for? An empty well, building, no, that, and and that, they will miss the playoffs. Well, that's what I mean. Do you really think the players want to come back and play? Is what I'm saying. I no. mean, they're out of the playoffs. They've been off for three weeks. I mean, they've been sick, and there's not a snowball's chance they want to come back and play. I'm just which that's my unfortunately own opinion. That's my then, own opinion. That's my then, own opinion. By which the way. unfortunately could alter scenarios, including, right. albeit, what many believe is still a long shot calgary catching montreal i know i know i know so, so that's why but they gotta play i guess but like come on you may have I mean, to you may have to cancel those games mac at the end you just you may, may have, have to. to and and yes maybe maybe people will look upon it and say that that could have been a difference of making yeah. it not making it or winning a stanley cup and not winning a stanley cup yeah maybe maybe that's the case but like where, doesn't where is, matter. You're you're dealing with something that's still at the end of the day better than nothing, and you can't make them play if they're not ready. And and my other question is, where's Pedersen? Like, what is going on with Elias Pedersen? Like, how long has he been out? What is wrong with him? Where is he? Is he yeah. is he going to come back and play? I mean, his contract's up. Um, Where again? But but Mac, if you're the Vancouver Canucks. And this guy's a franchise player. Yeah, yeah. Where's where's the urgency to to know that it's highly unlikely that you know you yeah. were going to make a push for a playoff spot? Mm -hmm. You look okay. at the Rangers. Yeah, maybe the Rangers are are still on the outside looking in the East, but at least the Rangers are are primed now to put some of those kids in a in a playoff push scenario which is experience you you, yeah. you want them to experience that yeah, sure vancouver won't even get that no no so it, it like it's really an unfortunate situation yeah, it is. and then and godette gets uh gets traded in the middle of the whole thing i mean you know it's just uh i don't know well I don't know. it's it Makes it it's look taxing like he, here down down yeah. the stretch, Mac. Mac, it's going to be taxing on the players, and the last thing you do want to do is put yourself in a position where you're not mentally and physically ready, and you get hurt. And yeah. saying that, part of our thumbnail today, but that's that's but that's the whole thing. Just before you go into Stamkos, yeah. like that's the whole thing. You're going to put players on the ice that have been off for three weeks and have been sick, and who knows how bad they were sick. And and risk injury. That's why I was when JT Miller came out. I said he had to come out and say this. Like, is it not common sense? But anyway, go to Stamkos. I'm well, done. I it just it's heartbreaking, Mac, to think that Stamkos, after everything he's been through uh, in the last season, including uh, of course uh, um, not being there to lift the Stanley Cup or at least come off the ice as a, a player that uh, uh, contributed. We know that he had the, uh, the terrific goal, but, and we don't know what his injury is, but what we do know is he's been placed on long-term uh, that's retroactive, I think, to uh, going back to April 9th, which means that yeah. he'll miss the next seven days, uh, I'm sorry, seven games of Tampa Bay. And we don't, I, I don't I have no idea what it is. So let's just... Yeah, get that yeah. out of the way. We're we're speaking, and it's on speculation that uh, it it could have something to do with his his 
surgery. It could have something to do with the uh, the abdominal muscles, the groin, uh, the tear. We hope not, Mac. Yes, but hopefully. this is devastating news for an organization that thought they were they were primed and ready for a second run. Right, yeah. Kucherov waiting in the wings. Stamkos in a great place. The trade for Savard, but this the Stamkos news is uh, unsettling. Yeah, it is, and you know, big game last night against Florida. I mean, when's the last time we had the Panthers and Tampa battling for a for the first place in the in the division? And again, even without Stamkos, they find a way to win in overtime. Uh, they're still a pretty good team. Stamkos, by the way, did me a big favor a week ago. There's a young kid just outside of Toronto in the Kitchener area, Zachary Kennedy, who was battling battling for his life, actually, cancer. And and Stephen Stamkos, his favorite player of all time, Tampa Bay. And and, uh, and uh, Stephen did a real nice video for Zachary. And, uh, I mean, it, Zachary sent me a note saying, wow, it just it made it made him. It made the day, to say the least, and for the family. So Steve, Stammer's always been as good a guy as you can find in the business. So it even makes it worse when you, you know, all, we know how important he is to the team, but uh, unfortunate for this kid, to, you know, to have to go through this again. When we look at that central division, Mac, of Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida, uh, we, we see some pretty good hockey there. And I'm watching uh, Carolina again last night. Uh, a real convincing win over a Nashville team that has looked real good. Yeah. And how do we see this scenario here? Because a Carolina win in this division sets up Tampa Bay and, and, and Florida, what we assume could be uh, their, their, their best local, regional, whatever you want to call it, series ever in history. Well, and and to think that they can't, you know, where the fan situation will be come playoff time, we don't know yet. I mean, they're pretty liberal, obviously, in Florida. So we'll see. But this this is so big for the Florida Panthers. They have desperately, I mean, Nick, it's been over 20 years since they've had a playoff run. They need a playoff run. This series is so critical. I just saw a notice the other day, by the way, the Florida Panthers redoing the Memor- uh, War Memorial Auditorium. $65 million the Panther ownership are putting in uh, to redo the War Memorial into their practice facility down here in South Florida. So they need a run so bad at playoff time to get their fan base back and get it in the building. They've got loyal, they've got a loyal group, but they need the masses and this playoff round is going to be so critical for the Panthers. And if they could ever win it, which won't be easy, but I'll tell you, you got a hell of a battle when you got these two Russian goaltenders going head to head. You got the, you know, the good backups that they may need in these series, uh, star power on both sides. Barkov is, is playing like a beast. Uh, Uberto. So look, it, it could be special. And, you know, Tampa are going to need Stamkos. And Kucherov, how is he going to be missing the entire season, basically? I mean, we know he can score, and we know he'll be good. But, uh, look, Florida could give them an unbelievable run for their money if this is a first-round matchup. Oh, those first two rounds are going to be real oh, special. 
real special. But, but you mentioned Carolina, and uh, wow, I mean, fast. Um, you I, know, I'm watching Jordan Stahl last night, Mac, and I'm man, this guy does not get the credit he deserves. And I don't know whether or not we always had that perception that he was a second-line centerman or a, a, a great third-line checking centerman, but he is, in so many ways, a star in this league. I just well, don't know if it if it resonates with everybody else the way it to, does with me. I, I know what somebody it resonates with, and that's Rob Brindamore. Rod Brindamore would love this guy. And you saw the burst of speed last night on the first goal and then the nice pass to Fogel. I mean, look, it was a it was a, a great play by Stahl in his 1,001 first game. I mean, that is that's a great milestone. I'm, look, I remember watching this kid in Peterborough Jr. I remember watching him thinking, oh, my God, if we could ever get this guy. It was the same bullshit I went through every draft, you know, the, those guys. I mean, where did he go? I mean, did he go first, second overall? Was it yeah. the Pittsburgh he went? And uh, I mean, he's had a, a he's had a great, yeah, he's well had a great career, yeah, well great deserved. career. So we'll we'll see if Chicago or Dallas can push anybody uh, into thinking that uh, they can get it close. But right now, it does look like those four spots are locked out, are locked up. Uh, East, you you want to go to your Boston Bruins because well, I, I mentioned the Rangers pushing. Boston would be the uh, the obvious team that they're going to push here. The Rangers, they look like they can go legitimately into uh, a, a playoff kind of push, especially it, you know with what? Panarin. It, it was the first time I've watched the Bruins in two months that I actually liked what I saw. Well, first everybody's of all, talking about their their best and most complete game last night. Oh yeah, and and know, let me tell you, let me tell you why. Them, uh, Two to one almost. They they put a line together with Krejci, Craig Smith, a dependable guy, and Taylor Hall. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen a real good second line, complete second line, where they have three solid guys on the line. Hall looked like a different player. I mean, he looked like a different player. Scored a nice goal, had to make a good move on it. Well, that's, a, that's everything that you wanted out of Taylor Hall on that goal, right? The speed, uh, the strength to protect uh, his, right. his lane, and right. the finish. To totally. And, you know, you got Craig Smith scoring a beautiful power play goal on an unbelievable saucer from Krejci in the slot for a power play goal. Really interesting to watch the, the line with uh, Corrales' line. And people say, well, you know, where's the importance here of these extra guys? So they have Lazar centering Corrali Wagner. They played 16 minutes. Corrali was third in ice time on the Bruins at forwards last night, one second behind Bergeron. So the depth they have, and all of a sudden the kids are all out of the lineup. Kids are either in the stands or back in Providence, and they've had a veteran lineup. And a, it looked deep. I mean, even DeBrusque, Goes on the line with Coyle and Richie. Good line for them. A good solid line with veteran guys. Riley comes in on the blue line, gets an assist for them. I'm still not sold on the blue line. Tukarask gave them a hell of a game. 
gave him a hell of a game. So it was without against a real good Islander team. So that to me was one of their most complete, and you said it, one of their most complete wins of the year. An Islander team that's owned them as well. So the mindset now has to feel a little different that you were able to come out with your best win against uh, a team that you got to figure out. Yeah. And I mean, if Hall, if Hall can figure this out and you think about them getting Hall for a second round pick and you and Brian talked about it at length, I know on Wednesday, but this could be, look, he brought in Nash Sweeney a couple years ago, got injured. If Hall can keep taking a step here, and ever finds his way, and with the way Krejci can wow. dish, you know what? I have I have said this for a gazillion years that the the key to the Boston Bruins is always Krejci. If this guy's going Mac, if this guy has his game, and he he comes in with a one-two punch with Bergeron, they're tough. Just ask the Leafs but, for but the past you know what's, ten but years. The, the prop and they, but you still need that third and fourth line. You got Corrales line that can go head to head with the other team's best players. It frees up Bergeron a little bit. It frees up Krejci a little bit. Krejci shouldn't be a guy to go head to head with the other teams. That's why the Corrales line is so important because they side and go head to head and allows Krejci a little bit of freedom, not to get or go against the other team's best players. Bergeron can handle it because he's such a two-way guy and Marchand's a star and Pasternak. So, I, I mean, I just like their mix. And Rask, love him or hate him, the guy makes saves. And last night he was good again. But they got to keep Krejci healthy. They got to keep Krejci healthy. And you're 100% right on that. Wow, the way you talk about Corrale, I wish I was his agent, man, because I yeah. think this guy's primed for a big contract. Well, unrestricted, for, unrestricted free agent and they didn't <laughs> trade him. Why didn't they trade him? Why didn't they trade him at the deadline if he's not restricted? You're damn right. They need him in the playoffs. That's right. Exactly right. That's why he wasn't traded. So it'll be tell that to to his agent. Yeah, I will. I'll mention that. (laughs) Okay, North. We're going to see a race there. Uh, We've got Calgary. We've got Calgary and Montreal tonight, which will be, as you like to say, huge. And then we've got Winnipeg, who come up with uh, an amazing effort, especially being on the road now for a gazillion years. Yeah, back and to they, back. They've back got to back. they've got it uh, in everyone's heads that they're not going to lay back and watch the Toronto Maple Leafs just roll right through the North Division to the Conference Final. Well, look, they they looked real good last night. I mean, we're, Jack Campbell finally showed some you know, some warts last night. I mean, a couple of soft goals. He's been so damn good. Lots of pressure on him to keep this thing going. Riddick comes in. So finally, a team gets to him a little bit. This is a big win for Winnipeg, but no no Matthews takes a little tarnish away from it. All right, you you brought up Jack Campbell. You brought up Jack Campbell. I want to stay with this because... I watch Mac, his press post-game comments, and it goes back to Montreal where, uh, and, and last night, last night he says uh, his performance, uh, and I quote, unacceptable. I put the team and David Riddick uh, 
in a tough spot. And then, uh, and then there was the, the comments Monday night. Uh, I was embarrassed by my efforts. Efforts, I, I cost us the game. And those are strong comments, Mac. No, no. Get really, really strong comments that should not come off a, a, an 11 and 0 performance and a record, an NHL record. Get so, the PR guy to talk to him and, and tell him just, just calm down with your, you, you don't want to get that going in the media. You just don't want to get that going. That's too close to playoff time. And you don't want that. There's no need of him making those comments. No need whatsoever to make those comments. This kid has stood on his head for this team. And and all he has to say is, hey, yeah, I I I struggled. I had an off night. End it. End it. I just don't get into being embarrassed and I let the team down and I all that bullshit. I, I just it. I just wonder now about the mindset of Jack Campbell and you know the 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 feel that you're on this amazing high and then to go from that to an amazing low where you call yourself uh, embarrassing. And I wonder, Mac, you know, at his age now, being in professional hockey for over uh, 10 years, is has this been an issue with him, uh, this being emotionally uh, unsettled? I, I think that's I, the, the term that I can use, but goalies can't can't swing this much it's going to affect them completely on you their performance do, from game to game is he ve- too hard on himself very seldom do you hear a goaltender like once in a while once in a while you'll hear a goaltender make a comment like this but not as often and typically they say very little typically they say nothing so i think he's just got to relax a little bit but look when you go 11 and 0 the the pressure starts to mount and the pressure starts to mount and you know i feel bad for him because he's been so damn good but what is that three losses in a row leafs have gone from i think a stretch of six or six wins in a row to three in a row now of so, losses you know so he you know but he's he'll he's got a ton of character apparently the players love him uh, he looks good like Nick, before but he, he but, got he, pulled, but he beats he, himself up, Mac. Oh no, he does. And before he got pulled last night or the other night, this guy made four or five great saves. Yeah, four or five great saves to start that game. So, but I, but that say less. It's like coaches that stand up and shoot their mouths off after games and go on and on. All they do is get themselves in trouble. Say less. Say a lot less, and just focus on getting the job done. But don't get into given these big explanations after losses. Now, how would you handle if you're uh, 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 Sheldon Keefe and, and, you know, to more of an extent, uh, Kyle Dubas or Brendan Shanahan when it comes to Frederick Anderson now? And you saw this great run from Jack Campbell, and maybe he's leaking oil a little bit now, and Riddick comes in and, Riddick is a capable guy that could easily be a first star in a game, but he's not really set up now to be your guy. So what do you do with Frederick Anderson now? Because he's starting to skate again. And uh, is do you start building this guy up as if you're going to give him yeah. his net back? You, you, you got no choice but to get him 
as ready as you possibly can get them ready. Because what if Jack keeps leaking? You, you, Riddick, I mean, I watched Riddick on the Marner, you know, on the Marner yeah. faux pas yeah. on that goal. I mean, uh, Riddick, no. hey, I, I, you love goal. Riddick. You love Riddick. But, but he's a that's backup a bad mistake. Goal. He's he's a backup goaltender. He's a backup goaltender. I don't care. What, I I know the little kid in Calgary's devastated. He got traded. I feel bad for the little fella, but <laughs> he's a backup goalie. How do kids fall in love with backups so much? Must be because I don't know. But anyway, uh, it was good to see he called him. Nice of David. He's a quality guy, but he's a backup. And you got to get Freddie. You got to get Freddie ready because it's going to be Jack or it's going to be Freddie. And it's it's not going to be easy in the first round of the playoffs. Well, so you better have both of them. It's going to be Jack. To be go. But Jack's going to have to go on a little bit of a run here again. If he's going to, if they're going to think about starting Jack in the first round, Jack's going to have to end up uh, closing out the last it, few games here uh, in in the it, run. Not it's, not not with an 11-0 run, but he's no. going to have to hit those levels consistently here, or else you have to go to Frederick and, Anderson. And you know what? It, it isn't typical here. What you're doing with most teams and most coaching staff in a stretch drive is your focus in your stretch drive is getting the wins you need, playing your number one as much as you need to to make sure he's rested going into the playoffs. And now... Sheldon Keith has got two guys because you don't know what Freddie's going to do and you don't know what Jack is going to do. You don't know what, you know what Freddie's done in the past in the playoffs and it hasn't been very good. You don't know what Jack Campbell's going to do in the playoffs because I don't know if he's, has he played? How many playoff games has Jack Campbell played? So you don't know. So you got to have both of them ready. And that, that is not easy when you're looking at how many games left, 10, 11 games? How do you, you know? You wish that uh, if you're a Leaf fan, that might be the only dilemma is getting a hot goaltender at the right time. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you but what else. But it isn't. But listen. It's, it's the power play too. Oh, no. Okay, just a minute. I want to yeah. hit one other thing before we get Yeah. I said it. They needed a defenseman. I, I said they needed a defenseman that could come in and play and defend. I watched Muzzin and Hall last night. They didn't look very good. No, and that scares the – and I'm telling you, I'm, I still go back to that blue line. That's an explosive forward group in Winnipeg. What did they have, three breakaways last night? How many two-on-ones? I mean, pinching, bad pinches, bad decision-making. So anyway, go to the – and the power play – and this is a team that's in first place. So you got the goalie problem to get one of the two or both of them ready, which is not easy for the coach. You got a power play that's what, one in 40? Uh, it's the worst, the, the worst in the league right now, uh, especially uh, the, the last month. From, the worst in the league from, in the last month. They've gone from first to 21st. Am I right on that? In the league? Is that's that right? Bad. That can't. That must be wrong. I can't be saying the right thing. I don't know what they are overall, Mac. I just know uh, for over four weeks, it has been the worst in the league. Right. So, you know, it's hard to evaluate it last night. I mean, you get a five-on-three when, you, when you're still in the game, and you did you did they get a scoring chance in the five-on-three? I mean, lost face-offs all the way down the ice. But I no Matthews. To, I want no to talk Matthews. to you about that. Because we know we've lived it where – 
you know, this isn't something that snuck up on them, the bad power play. Like I said, it's been the worst in a month. So you, for people watching and listening, you got to understand when that shit happens to a hockey club, coaching staffs are obsessed with changing it. Yep. So there are meetings, there's video, there's as your groups, and then there's individual uh, meetings as well. Sheldon Keefe and his staff have, and Manny Maholtra have beaten this power play up left and right, up and down for a good three weeks now. I watched last night, Mac, and seven minutes in, they get the five on three. Yep. And Sheldon calls a timeout. And the first thing I said to myself is, what the hell are you going to say in that timeout that you didn't say 20 minutes ago in the dressing room that you didn't say for the last three weeks in every video room meeting that you've had? Why seven minutes into the game are you now pouring gasoline on a fire now? Just let them go. Let them go. Has I thought ever, it was a horrible timeout. Has it ever occurred to them that as a coaching staff that really sometimes the power play don't need any coaching? And just like, I, I know Manny, I had him and I don't know if Manny ever played a power play. In, I, I know he did. I don't know if he played on the power play with us in Columbus. I don't think we were pretty bad and I don't think he was on the power play there. But nah. anyway, it doesn't matter. He's a solid but, hockey hey, guy. I but, get but, that. But listen, sometimes you just five, don't five, coach. Si- five or six weeks ago, Manny Maholtra was the, the, the greatest coach not behind an NHL bench yet. In Toronto. In but, Toronto. Just he, he was the next greatest coach coming. Right. And now, what did he – he got dumb overnight like the rest no. of us? <laughs> But what what you do is you so you're snake bitten. You you've got this great. Sometimes you just back off and you don't. You just instead of over coaching, you under coach the power play. You you go back to basics, getting the puck to the point. And we hear this all the time from every great power play, from every great power play coach is when things are going south, it goes to the point and you shoot the puck. And you go to the net, and you're well, gonna you're gonna break out of this. But but to to over technic over technic if to be over technical on the power play, it drives the players batty, especially guys that are so skilled and so talented. Don't overcoach them, Manny. Give them a few days off power play practice. It might help. The one thing with the Leafs too, Mac, is their their energy's down. Morgan Riley, we know how important he is on the back end, and I I, I don't see the energy off of him. I think part of the issue on the power play, Mac, is that he he's not he's not taking control. The one thing that I've always said about Morgan Riley, and I like Morgan Riley a lot, but Morgan isn't a threat back there for a guy. Uh, that is a big p- part of a power play. It would really help if you had a a real threat, a real shot back there to beat goalies clean. And that's one thing I think that's missing on this power play right now is a real presence back there. And well, I don't know if Morgan's tired. Like there's some nights he's logged a lot of minutes, and we talk about a compressed schedule and. 
Austin well, Matthews he, is he, is he hurt Mac or are they resting him? But I don't know. But I, but there, I there's watched, a, Morgan there, Riley played 25 minutes last night in that game. There's a lot of guys. Minutes. There's a lot of guys I'd rest on the Leafs bef, uh, before Austin Matthews, and and Morgan would be one guy that could use a rest. But why are they? They're resting Austin. Do you really believe he wasn't hurt? That that's a rest? I don't With, know, Mac. But there are some that suggesting that they're going into this uh, rest mode, load management. I don't know what you call it, but it's a load you know, is, it, it's is, a it, load is it off? Is it off? Uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors kind of philosophy. I have no idea. But did they bring he, in Sir Sir oh. Sir Ferguson? Sir Ferguson from the Raptors to help them? I with don't this? know. All I know was Austin was looking pretty good before. He disappeared. It's not called load management. It's called bullshit load management. <laughs> is what it's called. <laughs> All I know is if a guy's All struggling and you want to give him a rest, great. But this guy was lighting it on fire again. Yeah, yeah. And and then poof, he's what, gone. What I might what I may do is maybe cut his ice time down from 24 minutes down to 18 and, but keep him when you need him for the power play. And so, you know, maybe you can give him a load management rest during the game instead of the full night up, but they're, they're one they're What are they? One point up on Winnipeg. I, I think, think I would, I, I think it's important to get that first placement. Is it three? Yeah. Maybe it is three. three. Yeah. It's three. Three. You're right. It's three. They're, so, they're within, they're within striking distance. So is Marner going to get a night off here? And then Nylander doesn't need any okay, nights off. He's okay to play. Nylander How about soon. Joe Thornton? Can that guy use a night off? Yeah. Well, he had a month off, didn't he? He was injured, wasn't he? Oh, he had a month off, but I mean, he could take another break. I, I look Austin. Austin's a horse. Austin's like I saw Steve Simmons mention the other day five awards he's up for. Like he's up for every award except the Norris and the Rookie of the Year, isn't he? <laughs> Talk about Toronto I, media, like seriously. I would, I, I would, I would the not Selkie, worry. The, but anyway, he. I mean, is Austin tired? At if Austin's tired, it's not from playing. It's not from playing. He it, maybe he's jogging at home, or maybe he's doing other. <laughs> maybe he's playing pickleball, or maybe he's doing other things. But it ain't being tired from playing hockey. I'll tell you that. He would be the last guy you'd have to worry. No, no, him and Connor McDavid are two yeah. guys that you would have you you wouldn't have to worry about, uh, like being tired. Are they worried about Sid being tired? He's thirty two. You know. Anyway. Don't Anyways. get carried away with low bullshit management, please. Okay. So, Doug, you do you not from, think it's a valid that. thing? I'm very interested in the subject overall. Do you think that as long as you're healthy, you should play is basically the thought? The only guy that needs load management, as far as I'm concerned, is me. <laughs> but I took a day off this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I could use a couple of those as well. We have some funny people in chat. Uh, you, know what, you know what, Austin? Hey, you, when you call Austin and say, hey, uh, I'm the load management specialist here, and you know I, I'm going to give you a night off. And he's looking at him like, "Are you kidding me?" They want to like, play these guys. Oh my god, they want to play, and, and they want to. And and Austin Matthews wants to help the power play he get got, going. He doesn't want to be in the stands now. Maybe he's hurt, and maybe it isn't load management, but I don't know. They're so smart. Sometimes that makes me nervous. 
Well, we'll see what what happens down the stretch. But you know, Sheldon has talked about going to his depth now and and, and getting guys involved because you're going to need them. And could he have played if it, if it was a playoff game? Would we have seen Austin Matthews sit out? Of course not. So there is Mac. Whatever it is, there is enough to say. In many ways, they're they're resting him in some capacity, even to even if they think it's going to help a, a Listen, nagging injury, which I, I kind of question. I, but I talked to a scout yesterday morning before I went kayaking for my load management break, and <laughs> and he said he said you got to be careful at the trade deadline that you don't get too many players. And you get too many players and you screw up your, your lineup. And he said, is there any chance, Doug, the Leafs may have too many players because they brought in Felino? I mean, you know, so we'll see. I hope not. Okay. I'll get, get Austin. Let Austin have his rest and get him back in there. And, and, and if Manny would cut back in the meetings and they would play Austin, things will work out. Okay, one team that uh, can't afford. I got to tell you the the Ken Hitchcock story. Remember a former Dallas Star player telling me they loved when Hitchcock used to take them into the video room in the American Airlines Arena or at the private facility to go over the power play and go over all the technical things that Hitch wanted to go there because Hitch always dimmed the lights, always <laughs> turned the lights down low. And they used to get great sleep during those technical meetings. <laughs> it was their ba- they said they slept like a baby during Hitch's meetings. So that just sums up your point about too many meetings. Okay, two teams that can't afford to load manage uh, anybody: Montreal and Calgary. Uh, Calgary, big win the other night. They're going to have to run the table against the Montreal Canadiens, and there's a few games still remaining here. But, Mac, I'd be nervous if I'm Montreal. Yeah. Um, Why would you be nervous if you're Montreal? Because of Calgary? Calgary and the fact that uh, I'm still worried that my roster is not good enough. I look down the middle of the ice still, and it's pretty much – consistent with the things that we've been talking all year and then on the back end mac uh shea weber is is doesn't look like himself at all anymore and uh, is he taking too much heat we we saw the giveaway the other night but he's it's it's struggling back there he's struggling back there that's something that we've never really said before you know it's been well documented mac the 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 the, the issues, the tendon, the surgery, the concerns. You know, I've, I've heard them a, a lot out of Montreal. Is it is it all that starting to catch up with them? I, the, the Montreal media, Toronto media, I, I get a kick out of it because when they win, Ducharme is the smartest guy come, that's come down the pipe in a long time. The team is flying. They look fast. They look Then when they lose, it's a disaster. They look slow. They got this wrong. They got that wrong. I mean, they're up and down like a toilet seat. I mean, I mean, look, Weber has played has played a lot. He's what thirty six years of age. I mean, uh, 
I don't know. I, Might I be a little bit too much. And like and, Calgary, or got no pressure, but there is pressure to make the playoffs. Markstrom would scare me if he gets nervous, you know. But I don't see Calgary. You know, eh? but they might. They might. They're you know they're they're relaxed right now. I think Sutter's probably put a lot of pressure on them. They he's taken some heat off them. Maybe they're just getting used to playing for him. I I don't know. They're playing yeah. better. So they're we'll playing see. Better. They they got the first yeah. win under their belts. Uh, another one tonight. Mac would would squeeze it. Would really. What really would it do? In, what would what would it do for points tonight? Well, there's the games in hand still, oh, which right. are are right. a concern, right? Especially yeah. with the, at this point. But Calgary is four points behind, but Montreal's got three in hand. So yeah. so they a win they tonight. Can, if, a win if, tonight gets them forty three to forty five, but still three games three. in hand. But Montreal, if they're not playing well, we know what those games mean. Montreal should get in because of the combination of Price and Allen. If they don't get in with three games in hand and four yeah. points up, that is an embarrassment. That is well, an embarrassment because Allen has done his job. Price and Allen have got to be the difference makers between Markstrom and who? 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 It's uh Oh, the little kid told didn't didn't we find out who the backup was uh Oh, I didn't uh, see the, it. The the, uh, the guy that used to be in uh, Arizona there uh uh Darren oh, Pang? Gosh. No. Darren no, Pang? No, no. He was oh, in Arizona now. Wasn't it a Dom? Wasn't it Dom? Oh, Dominic. Oh, yeah. Uh the kid was in Tampa Bay. Thank you. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm putting my like I may be wrong here. But I'm put if 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 Price and Allen don't get them in over Markstrom and well, Dominic, don't we have to see what the rest, what the regroup did for Carey Price here? You know he's got to come off of that still, Mac, and show that uh, he can win games by himself. That's oh. that's what it's going to take. If, if he do, if they don't make the playoffs with Carey Price and Allen. This is an unmitigated disaster. They're still well, the, young down the middle. It's still an issue down the middle, and they're kids that played hard. They're good players, but that's still not enough reason to not get a playoff spot. They've got to get a playoff spot, or it is going to be ugly in Montreal. All right, Hobie Baker Award. Uh, Cole Caulfield comes off of uh, the taxi squad, Mac. You're 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 Bergevin here. Under, Play him under Nor. Oh gosh, that makes me nervous, Mac. For, Play him for, for many reasons, but the Trade. biggest one is is you're not asking the kid to come in and and help save you, but it kind of looks that way. You know, he's putting the puck he, in the net. He can score. This kid can score, and it may like. And he may he may come in and, and he can light it up on fire, but that's also catching that's, lightning in a bottle. But that's another kid that you're counting on when you've already got a young group down the middle of the ice. So, I mean, they're more of a veteran group now with Stall in there, but still, um, they're they, you know they're two key guys down the middle, and then you're Ed Coffield. But this kid can score if he gets a chance. I would bring him in just to, I mean, 
power play, give him a sniff there. I think it's, I, I think they got to put him in. I, they got to with the way this kid can score. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that storyline. Yep. Uh, one of the trades, Mac, that we didn't really discuss in our two hours Wednesday because it was so late was uh, the big Anthony Mantha. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, it was a name that we did not hear. No one got a sniff of Anthony Mantha uh, being available. Certainly not a contending team like Washington coming in and and getting this uh, six foot five, twenty six year old who underachieved in Detroit. There's no there's no way about about it. Like once I, once you're in once once you're in Stevie Wise bad books, there ain't there ain't no getting I've out. Been in them. I've been in them. And I was coach. I was his coach. <laughs> I, if he's set, and we've seen it in the past, whether it's Marty St. Louis or or uh, you know Vinny LeCavalier or Jonathan Duran, now Anthony Mantha, man. If you're not in, you're out. You want to believe it? So it's really interesting because at, about a month ago, I was talking to a guy that works for the Red Wings, and they said that. The guy was playing like a dog. Now, what's playing like a dog mean? Does it mean like he's playing like he's obsessed and he's going to go crazy? Or does it mean he's playing like a dog? This guy has been in... I mean, I remember Jimmy D going down, Jimmy Devilano going down to watch him in Grand Rapids and coming back and uh, going to the press and saying, if this guy doesn't wake up, he's never going to play for the Red Wings. Then he comes alive... There's always been something about this kid that drove Red Wing management crazy. And I don't think they were liking what they were seeing this year. Well, I don't think they were liking what they were seeing this year. The only year. thing, and, Mac, I say is. But when's this think? rebuild? Where's this rebuild go? Hold on. Hold on. Before we get into Detroit a little bit on the rebuild, what do we think Anthony Mantha is? Okay. Because I've got him. Right there with any complimentary goal scorer there is out there. A second-tier guy. A second-tier guy. This guy is not a, a guy that you can count on to, to, to carry a club. Yeah. Okay, He's not a nucleus guy. He is, as we found out, uh, a Phil kind of Kessel guy where he can just come in and fit in. Now we're seeing Taylor Hall... Not so much a superstar. And yes, I, I remember he won an MVP. Yeah. But Taylor Hall is going into Boston to be a complimentary player, not to be a, a superstar. Anthony Mantha, to me, is even a tier underneath that. He's got a long way to go to show that he can be a star in this league. Well, if that's the case, that's a bad trade. Well, because the price you pay, the price you pay for Anthony Mantha. That price is for a top-line player. Not a complimentary player. Not a complimentary player. That's a price for a top player. So Brian McClellan didn't go in with this idea. McClellan went but, in with the idea that he's going to be a 1-2 centerman or with, top forward for him. Like, but, Wing, forward, but, wherever he's going to be. But use. who's he ahead of? He's not ahead of Backstrom. He's not ahead of Ovechkin. He's not ahead of Oshie. He's not ahead of Wilson. He's coming in to kind of pick up some garbage here. And yeah. I know he's got two goals, Mac, but one of them came was the fifth 
of a 6-1 win, and the other one was off of a, a loss last night. I just when, when there's a when there's a big goal needed, I know it didn't happen in Detroit. So, but you know, then there's there's rumblings that who else is going to leave Detroit. I mean, look, you said it. Like Stevie, Stevie did not believe that this is a guy you build your franchise moving forward with. You know, he's got Larkin there, Mantha, Bertuzzi, a number of guys that you felt okay, these are going to be important guys as you move down the road. No, not the case. Out he goes. And this rebuild, and somebody said, well, Stevie thinks the rebuild is going to be longer than he thought. Well, they're one point behind They're one point behind Columbus look, right now. Look at their win last night. Did they look like they had the sales taken out of them with their star player in his prime at 26 getting traded for a first and a second? And, and you know, I don't know, good no. fillers, but not not stars no, no 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 star came back no cachet came back look i mean the washington capitals whether they believe it or not they still are considered by their owner as a stanley cup contender and when you got ovi where he is and you got kuznetsov where he is and backstrom where he is and on and on and on carlson you're expected to be a stanley cup contender does mantha help them move more towards that goal not for me. Not yeah, for we'll, me. we'll see. The other thing too, I hope Mac, I'm wrong. is you know, he is he his. I think his, his biggest challenge is Anthony Mantha is just to light his own fire, because he can be great. He can be dominating. He can, he can skate. Be. He's got size. He's got everything you need, and he'll fight sometimes. It's in him, but. Showing up every night and, and being wanting to be the best, that's something that Stevie Eisman never saw in him. When you have to poke the bear to get him going, that's not a good feeling yeah. as a general manager coach. When you've got to poke these guys, it's like you have to do that to Austin Matthews. You have to, I know they're not even comparable, but the big guys in the game, the big guys, the top top centermen, the top forwards in the game, Sid, you know, top wingers. Do you have to poke those guys? There's got to be, right? there's got to be major self-motivation. And most yeah. of the stars are self-motivated. They don't need a coach. They don't need diagrams. They don't need, they, they are there. They're going. And I don't think, I haven't seen it at Amanda. And I haven't no. watched them that much this year, to be quite honest. There's some teams that I have a hard time staying on the channel with. And they have been one of them, although they're playing much better lately. Like seriously, they're one point, they're one point behind Columbus. Oh we will God. have to put we, Rimmer in therapy if that came, happens. We came so close to going through our whole show without a Columbus mention. And I know. There you go. I had there to you go. So speaking of which, earlier on this week, we saw uh we saw almost like a a Ty Domi moment out of his son, Max, go after Connor Murphy. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it because there was a lot of talk in social media about Max uh, doing such a horrible thing, going after Connor Murphy and ragdolling him a little bit. But uh, wanted to get your thoughts on 
the fact that Max went after him, challenged him, and uh, didn't get the response out of Connor Murphy. And Max, of course, calls him out in the press conference. Well, look, um, it was a little elbow to the head, to the chops that Murphy snuck in. Connor, I happen to like it. It was Connor sneaky. Murphy. It was a little I sneaky. Like it. It was I don't know. A little I don't sneaky. Think it, I don't but think I, it was I, the elbow. It was more of a, the back of his shoulder. But yeah. Connor knew exactly oh. where he was. Oh no! He and, and and I I didn't mind Connor doing it. I thought it showed a little, you know, a little jump. I mean, they're and I, they're I all fighting for their lives for the playoffs. They don't want to. They don't want to take penalties. Tortorella went ballistic on on Domi. He was not happy about it. Not happy at all. Um. I like I like I like that that Ty Ty Jr. jumped in. I liked it. I was happy that Max jumped in. I I really like Connor. I've known him since he was five years of age, and I really like him. But it it showed to me that that Max he's he's got something here. He I I, I haven't seen it enough out of Max. I'm sorry, I haven't. Well, the interesting part for me is watching everybody sit on their couch and say, you can't do that anymore. And um, my first thought when I hear, when I read these is, okay, you're sitting on a couch a million miles away from the rink and you're telling them what they can and can't do. I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. The only ones, the only ones that get to decide what they can and can't do are the ones that play the game. And once you run the risk of poking the bear, like you often say, then you also run the risk that a guy like Max is going to come after you. And that's what happened to Connor. And, and you know what I say to that? If you're on the bench and, and you're, you're glad you're seeing some emotion to, for a team that has won one game in the last month. Columbus, I think, unless I'm wrong, and I don't follow them that, that close, but I think they've won one game in the last month. What you say on the bench is, okay, penalty killers, we need a kill here. We need a kill. We had a guy show a little emotion. We we we, we need a kill here. I mean, is that gone? Is that disappeared yeah. from the game? Yeah, Wait, remember, one, yeah one game. Times, one how game. many times? One game in a month. So, I, I yeah, I, I thought it was that. I don't know how I would know that, but I did, you know. I'm not much of a statistician. Subconscious. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that remember how, how often did that happen on yeah. the bench? When you were playing, I was coaching. Okay, boys, we need yeah. a kill for that play. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, somebody, but okay, yeah, he took a bad penalty. Okay. It is, Mac. And listen, when, when a guy decides to do that or take matters in his own hands, of course he runs the risk of, of a, a penalty that hurts his team. He runs the risk of being suspended. He runs the risk of maybe hurting somebody else. Those are called consequences. But he gets, in that moment he's on the ice, he gets to make that decision on what he can and can't do or what he wants to do or what he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Not some guy eating Dorito chips on his couch. That's the only point I want to make. Exactly. Good point. Bye All you. right. Where else okay. you want to go? Are you done? Um, done. Yeah, I'm done. I think we covered it. Uh, I think we covered it totally. Didn't we? Is there anything else? Feel a little, little, a uh, little more sober now. I'm just gonna. I, I was. I was just thinking. I've got a a great Cohiba cigar here, and I've got a Blue Moon left in the fridge, 
and I'm going to go down to the pool and I'm going to have a stogie and a beer. You an orange slice guy in the in the blue moon? You do a, you slice the no, orange? No, well, I do in the, in the bars. I get them put the orange in, but at home I don't. I've yeah. got to get you our new peach, <laughs> natural peach. Tea. I had one. And I had did. one yesterday on the beach in uh, Key Largo. Our great. thanks to Brian Leach, not the Hall of Famer, but a uh, uh, photo- uh, uh, photographer uh, extraordinaire who was able to uh, Photoshop our little Buddha in your hands. Okay. In and I, am, I just want you to know if I see that in the little Buddha commercials, I will file a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, Leach, if you're going to pull that, I need to have right of approval on the, using my likeness for commercials. Doug does not know it, but he's our number one ambassador. So these are now available in the LCBO here in Ontario, and we will try to get them to you. They're also available across the country, so go to the uh, the website uh, and see the availability, hopefully in your area. But we are in British Columbia, Saskatchewan. We're getting to Newfoundland, Labrador uh, availability. Well, you can't get over the bridge, so you can't. PEI, can't we're working on PEI. You know anybody Seriously? there that can get a uh, little Buddha into PEI? I used to, but I don't know. I can try. I'll see. I got to get there first. Start pulling some strings, man. Okay. Hey, Kip, yeah, we, we have a, a question for you here in chat about little Buddha. Have What's you that? ever used it as a mixer for any sort of hard liquor? Uh, I have not personally, but. Uh, Someone told me they were doing a recipe and they uh, they didn't have any canned pineapple, so they used little Buddha, and uh, it was fantastic. I don't know if, if it was a uh, a cake or something. Wow. Oh, a ham, a ham. Wow. They cooked a ham and they they ran out of canned pineapple and they used little Buddha and they oh, said wow. it was fantastic. So something wow. to think about. Christmas, Thanksgiving, maybe your turkey i don't know but uh maybe i'll maybe i'll think about it uh on the, uh, this weekend max or uh, mac what do you think mac. this weekend yeah no i think it's good i i i've got to get i can't wait to get up to camp i hope they're in pei because i mean i i love the one yesterday in the beach so i'm gonna try uh, i'm anxious to try good. more good well we're gonna let you go now because uh, uh we want you well rested for next monday I'm and, like Matthews. I'm load management. And and the only and this, load here is what's. And no, I'm not going. There. This will, <laughs> this this will be your last. Uh, Wednesday was your last load management until after uh, the Stanley Cup is uh, presented. Okay, Makes don't sense. don't be coming to management here and saying I need another load management day. I'll I'll talk to that Sir Sir Ferguson there that worked with the Raptors. I I drank with him one night. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, a great guy, great great friend Ask of Jack. Jack, your your best friend oh, Jack Armstrong. Oh no, he was the he's the genius there that did all that with the Raptors. Anyway, is he is he uh, is he still a genius? Is he still a genius uh, analyst if they miss the playoffs? The Raptors. No, I was talking about Jack. I was talking about the Ferguson guy. Well, no, he's, I know, I, but I'm talking about Jack. Oh, no, Jack still. still Oh, yeah, brilliant if they miss oh, the yeah. playoffs yeah yeah okay. he and devlin are the top notch yeah top notch top notch i love to bring to more him. of jack here you know with the screaming and get that junk out of here get that garbage out of here that's my get favorite that garbage out of here come on mac bring oh, us something oh no, give me your imitation of jack how are you good to see you how are you <laughs> Our favorite, Jack Armstrong. I love him. Okay, Mac, enjoy the weekend. 
Okay, man. Thanks. Well, plenty to talk it. about Monday. Doug McLean from Sunnyside, Florida. All right. For Joe and Jordan as well, thanks for watching. It was a great week. Like I said, we're going to close in on 10,000 uh, subscribers uh, to the Real Kipper at Noon Show. If you're not on it, hit that button now. Hit the like button for Mac as he is already on the clock on his load management this weekend, and we'll bring him back on Monday. I'm Nick Kiprios. Thanks for watching Real Kipper at Noon. Stay safe, everybody. Like I said, we'll see you Monday.